0: Welcome to Faith Bible Church's Midweek in the Word podcast, where we are together seeking to become better readers, hearers, and doers of the Word each week. Welcome to Midweek in the Word. Thank you for joining us uh, for another week as we come off of our Easter celebration together as a church. Admittedly, probably a different one from what you've been used to over the last few years, um, but uh, hopefully an encouragement and a joyous uh, celebration of Christ's resurrection over this last weekend as we celebrated Easter together. Uh, As always, I am Pastor Brad, the adult ministries pastor at Faith Bible Church. And uh, this week, again, I am joined uh, back by popular demand is uh, Pastor Mike, our body life pastor at the church. Uh, Welcome to the podcast, Mike.
1: Yeah, I'm thinking my wife, my grandchildren, my children, that'd be about it. But uh, it's really a privilege (laughs) for me to hang out with you. So thanks.
0: Well, I appreciate you taking the time, Mike, and joining us, even if you, even if you're doing it via phone call. As we're back, uh, trapped in our own houses, recording from two separate locations again this week. Um, but looking forward to the discussion this morning. Um, real quickly before we before we jump into the topic that we have. We have this week, we don't have Tom on the podcast this week, uh, reviewing his Easter message. Uh, if, if you as the listeners weren't able to catch that message on Sunday, we'd encourage you to go back to it and watch it. It's up on our website. It's on Vimeo. Uh, take some time. The title of the sermon is The Day Death Died. Um, I found it a real encouragement in light of where we're at in our season as a country and as individuals, and in light of celebrating Easter in separate locations. Uh, but, but Mike, for you, um, you've celebrated a few Easter's, um, but this one probably looked a little different uh, than normal. What what did your Easter celebration look like uh, this year? A few Easter's. You have to uh,
1: obviously highlight my age. <laughs> I really appreciate. It. <laughs> yeah, there know, we go. Uh, I always look forward to Easter, um, but it was definitely different as I know it is for and was for everybody. Um, I'm always one who wakes up early, um, especially on Sunday mornings with the enthusiasm and the excitement and ready to get to church and get the coffee set up and ready to go. But this week, um, great anticipation of, of worshiping together as a body, worshiping in spirit as we had the privilege of watching Pastor Tom at Wayuka Cemetery and bring us a message. Um, so really, that's what Easter looked like for us this Sunday, up early, getting, uh, making sure that I could get on Facebook, since I don't have a Facebook account. And fortunately, Jeanette took care of that for me. But um, So we listened to the worship. Um, the music was excellent. Pastor Tom did a great job with the message. And then when that was over, we um, got on Brian's website, and we, we participated in worship with them also.
0: Very nice. A full Sunday and in, in, in spite of not maybe being able to see family as you maybe have done in the past. Let let me move us back a little bit here then oh, away from our Easter message to a certain extent. Um, and and I want to address a, a little bit of a current situation that we found on the podcast. We've stepped away from our Route 66 series and our study of, of how to study Scripture a couple of times. Um, And we're doing that again this week because one of the questions I've heard raised um, in the last few weeks by a number of people in light of the last, last month or so that we've been unable to meet as you're speaking to is, what exactly is the church supposed to look like while we're all stuck at home? Uh, most of, of the people or the activities we're connected to and, and we view as the church are at best limited right now and and possibly we're not able to engage with at all. So in some ways, our sense of identity with the church has has been changed. Um, and so in order to explore that subject, um, I, I want to start a, a bit from a common understanding and I want us to talk about what the church is. Um, so let, let me just start off with this, Mike. Um, How does the New Testament define what the church
1: is? Well, you know, when I first read that question, Brad, I I had to ask myself a a few other questions. First of all, I asked, you know, what is the church? Um, Is the church a building? Is it a place where believers gather to worship? Or is the church the people? And, you know, the believers who follow Jesus Christ is really how we understand and perceive the church. And so I think that's important. It's an important factor in determining how we live out our faith. And, and, you know, I was struck by reading through the Gospels um, in preparation for Easter was that Jesus was the first person to mention the church. He was in dialogue with his disciples and he was asking them who people say that he is. And, you know, Peter spoke up very quickly and he said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. But Jesus made a real interesting statement at the end of Matthew 16, verse 18, where he said, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. You know, the word church is mentioned more than 100 times in the New Testament. And it's Mm -hmm. translated from the Greek word ekklesia, which is really formed by two Greek words, meaning an assembly and to call out or the called ones, out ones. The New Testament church is a body of believers that has been called out from the world by God to live as his people under the authority of Jesus Christ. And this group of believers or the body of Christ, it began in Acts chapter two on the day of Pentecost through the work of the Holy Spirit. And it will continue to be formed until the day of the rapture of the church. Hmm.
0: Yeah, amen. That's. I think that's helpful in light of our current paradigm where we're not able to get together. Um, but the fact that your definition says that it's it's all people who have been called out to follow Christ. Um, I also like that in your definition you're talking about um, that they're gathered, they're called out, and 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 that would that would seem to beg the question of they're called out for what. So so what, what does Christ establish as the driving purpose of his church when he creates the church in the Gospels?
1: Yeah, again, another great question. I would love to spend some time over a cup of coffee talking about this one. But, you know, the, the local church is defined as a local assembly of believers or a congregation that meets together physically to worship, fellowship, for the teaching, prayer and encouragement in the faith and at the local church level we can live in relationship with other believers you know we break the bread together we pray for each other we teach we make disciples we strengthen and we encourage one another so i tend to look at it from a three uh, the purpose of the church being threefold the church comes together or, or it assembles for the purpose of bringing every member into spiritual maturity and to equip them ultimately then for the work of ministry. And the church reaches out then, it scatters to spread the love of Christ and the gospel message to unbelievers in the world. You know, we refer to it as the Great Commission. I like to call it the Gospel Commission because we are to go out into Mm -hmm. the world, make disciples for the glory of God. So, you know, very simply, and I know I gave you a lot there, but I believe the supreme purpose of the church is to love and worship God through Jesus Christ, and to make Him known throughout the world.
0: Hmm. So, so maybe it's appropriate to say that what we understand in our current situation is we are a part of the church, the big C church, we might say, the universal church, because we're all individually followers of Christ. We all have the purpose to make disciples, um, to, to love God and love others, that, that kind of driving force. Though we feel a bit of a conflict right now, because part of the basic definition of assembling or congregating uh, as a local assembly, not a universal church, but as a local assembly, uh, we we can't do that. We can't gather in the way we've always gathered in the past. Uh, is, is that all fair
1: to say? Yeah, of course it is.
0: Yeah, good deal. But 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 I like how you stressed, um, and and this is where we're going to go because you stress that the the purpose of the church is to make disciples to go out. And so maybe it's funny because in this current season we're we're prevented from from coming together, <laughs> from gathering uh, for edification in the same way that we have in the past. However, the purpose of the church is still to scatter to share the love of Christ and 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 so with that basic understanding uh, of what a church is about why it exists, um, let's go back and let's address that question um, that I've heard coming my direction. Um, when or, or what does it mean uh, to be the church um, when we're not able to assemble and gather
1: in the way we have in the past? Yeah, I love that. Well, you know, the the church in a local sense, I mean, I love the concept of a universal church, and, and that's so true. I, I get excited when I think about the, the universal church, but... Um, mm-hmm. You know, we, we really work or function in a, in a local sense. So the church in a local sense is important because it, it is the primary vehicle through which God carries out his purposes on earth. Hmm. And the, the church is, is the body of Christ, where his heart, his mouth, his hands, his feet reaching out to the world. You know, Paul wrote very clearly in First Corinthians chapter 12 that now you are the body of Christ and each one of you is a part of it. So when you stop to think of the purpose and, and really reaching out as a, as a scattered church, is that individually, that together we make up the body, but individually God uses us where we're, right where we're at, to um, to be an example of, a reflection of, to be the spokesperson, if you will, as an ambassador for who Christ is. So it's a great opportunity for us to consider that even while we're not gathered together as we scatter, we're still part of his purpose in reaching the world with the gospel.
0: I, I find that's helpful for me. That, you know, you're you're speaking to the fact that we're all Part of the universal Church, however, we intentionally gather in local congregations to aso- accomplish certain purposes you know, as you spoke to, the breaking of bread the the teaching of the apostles the prayers the um, the fellowship uh, those kind of ideas and and that's an encouragement to us individually, but it also uh, allows us to go out and fulfill the greater the gospel commission that you're speaking to um and since since that purpose. Hasn't changed with with COVID nineteen. Even though, even though maybe our, our gathering looks a little different. Even though we're not physically able to be together, um, how are we corporately continuing to fulfill that mission um, of the church?
1: Well, I want to share this with you because I think it maybe helps set that out. But the founder of the home church movement in England, I really love this guy's name. It was Canon Ernest Southcott. He defined the church best when he said the holiest moment of the church service is the moment when God's people, strengthened by preaching and sacrament, go out of the church door into the world to be the church. We don't go to church. We are the church. You know, Mm -hmm. therefore, um, the church is not necessarily a place. It's, It's not a building. It's a location. It's not a location. And it's really not a denomination. It's God's people who are in Christ Jesus, we are the church. So, you know, we continue to gather. If you think about it, we continue to gather each week as we sit under the teaching of the word. You know, no, we aren't physically together in one room. We're not under one roof, but we are together in the spirit. These recorded messages that Tom puts together each week, they're a great way for us to still gather. You know, there's small group Zoom meetings going on all over the city. And you know I might put a plug in for small groups here if you're not in a small group currently, you know, contact Pastor Brad, contact the church office. We will do all that we can to help you to find your fit so that you can be encouraged and that you can encourage others. Yeah, that's good.
0: It's 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 almost strange. Um this current season we find ourselves in. I love I love the way you put that, you know, the church really fulfilling its mission when it scatters. Um, I I almost feel like sometimes we get we get stuck in our gathering mode uh, and we continue to gather and continue to gather and this season is a good reminder of the fact that we gather with a purpose we gather to scatter um, and we're almost stuck permanently scattered you know <laughs> almost you know I, yeah. I I love the way you're 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 saying we come together you know digitally and I'm you know just praising God for the fact that we're going through this season in a time when we can do Zoom calls and we can talk. Um, like this online, and we we can watch videos and things like that and be encouraged by each other um, and don't feel as isolated as we would without that stuff. Um, but we're we're kind of stuck on mission all the time right now because of um, because of the way we're prohibited uh, from kind of coming back together again.
1: It, it, are you following what I'm thinking there? Oh yeah, completely. and and I think it's a great thing that we are stuck on mission because the mission doesn't end until Christ returns. So that, that kind
0: of leads into the next question I had for you, because firstly, I wanted to ask how we corporately continue to fulfill the mission, which you spoke to, but then you're already going to the direction of how do we individually continue to fulfill that mission? Can, can we try to be practical a bit for our listeners and say, in light of the current challenges with COVID-19, you know, there's limitations on who we can meet with and when we can meet, and we're trying to respect governing authorities as they give us recommendations and requests. How do we still individually carry forward that gospel mission?
1: Well, and and I'm going to repeat myself a little bit, so I apologize. But, you know, I want to remind uh, us, I want to remind myself that the supreme purpose of the church is to first love and worship God through Jesus Christ Mm -hmm. and to make him known throughout the world. So here's kind of where I repeat myself a little bit. But Hebrews 10 says that we're not to forsake the assembling of ourselves together. So we need to continue to gather. So it's important that we join each week to watch the recorded messages, you know, through the Route 66 study. You know, it's, it's important, again, repeating myself, but the small group gatherings continue through whatever avenue you, you can do that, whether it's Zoom or Google or whatever it is you use. And, and this is something uh, I, I've hesitated to consider or to talk about, but I'm not one who usually speaks about money, but if you stop to think about it for a minute, through the faithful, and sometimes sacrificial, excuse me, giving each week, it allows us not only to gather as a church, but it allows us to scatter. You know, Faith Faith Bible Church plays an amazing part in seeing churches planted in many different corners of the world. You know, we have the privilege through the faithful giving to see churches planted in India, um, in Kenya, Uganda, Malawi, Ethiopia, I've been to many of these places, and I've seen what goes on in these churches and the challenges that they face. But when we talked about the universal church, it's so exciting when I've had the privilege of, of spending time with pastors in these churches in various countries, that the bond that holds us together is Christ, and the purpose and the mission of the church is to proclaim the gospel to a lost and dying world, and to know that we're in this together. And, and bottom line is that people's faithful giving from Faith Bible Church allows us to do that. You know there are many local outreach opportunities that take place throughout um, various means in Lincoln, and 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 if it's okay, Brad, I'd like to share as a as a pastor of Faith Bible Church, as one who represents the church. I wanted I wanted to share with people who would be listening today. Um, you know I reached out to those in our body who are in the medical profession. You know I asked them simple questions: How can we pray? You know what are the ways that we can encourage you and. Dr. Alyssa, she responded back to me and I I quickly looped Jeanette in and we began a dialogue and and through our conversation, Dr. Alyssa connected us with two ICU managers at Bryan West who are preparing for and working with COVID-19 patients. So yesterday, we, the Faith family, delivered 40 Chipotle burrito boxes to the ICU staff as a way to let them know that we love them. And that we're praying for them. You know, I I know that some people may look at that and go, well, that's a pretty good deal. Well, the response we received from those two managers and from the nurses that work in the ICU unit um, there at Bryan West, they're almost to tears because somebody Mm -hmm. would think of them and cared about them enough to love them and demonstrate that in a very simple way by delivering food. I I can tell you that individuals from abroad, they're picking up and delivering prescriptions. They're leaving toilet Mm -hmm. paper on doorsteps. Groceries are being delivered. And I, I would really love to hear sometime of all the different ways that people from Faith Bible are being the scattered body of Christ by reaching out and encouraging their neighbors, their coworkers, their families. And you know, the reality of that is we may never know this side of eternity, how the Holy Spirit used the scattered church during this trying time to worship him and to make Jesus Christ known throughout the world. Hmm, What an encouragement. And that's
0: something to maybe be looking into. Keep, keep an eye out. We'll be, uh, it's, I don't know. It seems like a pretty good idea to me, Mike, to try and find some way to find out from our body a bit more of what God is doing through them in this season. Uh, but I, I love, I love the simplicity of what you're speaking to, you know, I mean, Pray, praying in this season for others, for, for friends, for neighbors, for co-workers, for others in the church. Um, giving sacrificially in a time that it's so easy um, to, to worry about what the future holds and to worry about what God is going to do, um, but finding ways to give, speaking the gospel and the truth in love when we have that open and that window of opportunity. and just just loving people in, in a difficult and trying time in the name of Christ. It's, it's on the one hand kind of challenging because it isn't the way it's always been for us. On the other hand, it's incredibly encouraging because God seems to be opening all sorts of doors in this season, uh, ways that we hadn't thought about before um, to give us opportunity to share the glove of Christ. And we just need to be praying to have eyes that would see those um, when God opens those doors.
1: Well, and if I well, can, this... I, let me jump in there real quickly. Is that okay? Yeah, please do. Well, I, I was struck by some of the things that you were saying, but uh, back in Acts chapter 2, verses 42 through 47, you know, they had devoted themselves to the apostle teaching, the breaking of the bread, to prayer. You know, they were, they were taking what they had, the believers had, to help meet each other's needs, and within that yeah. kind of love that was being demonstrated— among believers. People were observing that, people were watching, and people were coming to know Christ through through that moment. And and uh, Jesus made a real interesting statement in John, I believe it's 13, verse 36, where he said, all men, all men will know you're my disciples by the way you love one another. Um, So it sounds rather simple, but just loving each other as believers, but loving your neighbor demonstrating that love, finding ways to encourage them, just, just to wave to them as they're outside, maybe in their yard or taking a walk, um, can go a long way in being the church scattered and demonstrating the love of Christ. Amen. Well, uh, we hope you're encouraged uh, with
0: that thought. The The reality is the, the sky's the limit. And as far as your imagination goes, uh, to find ways in this season uh, to love people in the name of Christ. Um, so, I really appreciate, you know, what you were willing to share here this week, Mike, just the reality of what the church is, the reality of, of what we're called to, and that we're not on a hiatus from the mission that the church has been called to. We're just called to do it in a slightly different context right now. Um, my Amen. hope is that that's an encouragement to your hearts as listeners, as you're, as you're maybe feeling trapped in home, um, to think about how this might be an open door or an opportunity for the gospel. Um, in this different season uh, that God's placed us in. Any, any final thoughts on this subject, Mike, as we as we kind of take um, the, the off-ramp to this discussion this week?
1: Yeah, again, I, I think I love the question, you know, the purpose of the church. And it's a reminder to me that the purpose of the church is to love and worship God through Jesus Christ and to make Him known throughout the world. So my final thoughts, I'd say, you know, worship God today. Right where you are, thank him, praise him for who he is and for what he has done for us. And You know, remind yourself daily of his amazing love, his grace, his mercy. Remember the gospel and really share Christ. Proclaim his amazing love to those in your, as Tom likes to say, square mile. So I Mm -hmm. I think that it's important for us to remember um, that we have opportunities today. But it starts for me from a heart of worship. Worshipping God for who He is and what He's doing and what He's done.
0: Well, that's helpful. I I, I appreciate that
1: encouragement, uh, Mike. Now I am really looking forward to next week, Brad. I always appreciate when you get on the platform and you're you open the Word of God and you're able to share with us. So as we continue our journey on Route sixty six, you'll be preaching about Gideon. Um, what in particular are you looking forward to as you preach that?
0: You know, it's 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 funny because. Uh, when i don 't remember how many months ago it 's been Tom and I were talking about what what I would preach on and which route sixty six messages he wanted me to preach on, um, we settled on Gideon having no idea uh, of where covid nineteen was going to land we didn 't even know what that was uh, at the time that we were talking about this, but God and his sovereignty uh, knew what we needed and knew when we would need it um, and it 's been such an encouragement to my heart um, to study the life of Gideon from the book of Judges. Um, in light of our current situation, because the life of Gideon um, and, and his wrestling with fear and anxiety, um, being scared of the situation, what God had called him to, um, I think is so appropriate uh, for us to think about as, as, as we're in this current season uh, with COVID-19. And, and so I'm really looking forward to uh, just uh, helping us understand better, uh, preaching to my own heart, the reality of the fact that, that God didn't need somebody who had it all figured out. God didn't need somebody who had no fears. Um, but God needed someone who made themselves available to his will. And ultimately he was going to do what only he could do. Um, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to, to how well the story of Gideon relates to the season. I think we find ourselves in today.
1: Boy, I really am too, Brad. I appreciate that. You know, as I think about it, are there any interpretive questions that you've been wrestling with when you're preparing for this week?
0: You know, the the life of the life of Gideon is a tough one. Um he's he's a he's a familiar judge that many have preached on. He's most people know his story. Um trying to figure out um why the individual details uh are given in his life is kind of the wrestle. Uh, you know, we have a tendency to want to make him uh, a hero in the hall of faith in, in Hebrews 11, and he is listed there because of his faith. Um, at the same time, we have to square with the fact that we get some negative images of, of Gideon as well. And so trying to present Gideon um, in the story, but, but more than that, to, to know or to, to keep in the front of us that, that Gideon was there because God was doing something in his people. He was there at a season. And so to not just let the light shine on Gideon, but wrestle through how do these individual details we've been given about Gideon's life speak to what God is doing in his people, uh, especially during this season in the judges, I think, I think is what I'm wrestling with the
1: most. Uh, I'm looking forward to hear where you land on Sunday. that will be cool. Hey, um, each week, Jeanette and I, and I, I know many others do, we, we work to prepare our hearts, um, for Sunday, how how can we be prepared um, for the message and begin preparing ourselves for the message this week?
0: Yeah, um, I I really do think um, that that this does parallel a lot where we find ourselves today. Um, so I would encourage our listeners to 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 be praying that that God would reveal um, how Gideon's heart so closely mirrors our own um, we, we wrestle with some of the challenges Gideon faced. We, we, we go through some of the highs and lows that Gideon faced. Um, we, we worry about kind of some of the mistakes Gideon makes at the end of his life. And so I would encourage our listeners to be praying that, that God would prepare your heart to help you see, um, how you are similar to Gideon and how ultimately our hope is not found in ourselves but is found in the person and work of Christ. Um, and I think we see that pretty
1: strongly in the story of Gideon. Oh, amen, Brad. Thank you very much. That's exciting. Hey, I want to thank you um, one more time for allowing me to hang out with you this week. It's been fun.
0: It's my joy. Thank you so much for joining us uh, this week, Mike. And, and thank you listeners uh, for sticking in for another week. Uh, remember that if you're preparing for this week's service, we are Back from Easter, uh, as we are talking about studying uh, in our Route 66 sermon series. If you're doing the weekly readings, do take some time and read Josh or Judges six, seven, and eight. And if you're feeling ambitious, go ahead and read nine, as it flows into a Abimelech coming off of of the story of Gideon. Um, and know that in this season, we will be praying for you. We're praying. Um, that uh, you can be encouraged by the messages and the services together on Sunday, um, but also that you can be the hands and feet of Christ in, in a lost and hurting world in this season, um, and that God would help you understand what your mission is and what your task is um, in this season. We we do hope you join us again next week as we're headed back to our Route 66 plan, and we'll be flipping roles a little bit here, and we'll be looking at the the topic of Literary context from the life of Gideon. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. As you're reading this week, be encouraged by the words of the Apostle Paul to Timothy Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who has no need to be ashamed, rightly handling the word of truth.